You're listening to Trinity Fremont's Sermon Podcast, where you can hear God's Word preached each and every week. Our purpose at Trinity is to raise up Christ's followers in our families and in our communities. We pray that as you listen to this week's sermon, you'll be encouraged and equipped to live out your faith in all that you do. So we're going to get started with a question. A lot of times I ask a question to get us rolling. So the question today is this. Do you still use the common table prayers before you eat? Like, come Lord Jesus and the oh give thanks. Raise your hand if you say those prayers. Lots of us, almost all of us. So there's something interesting about the oh give thanks. It comes straight from Second Chronicles. Maybe you didn't realize that. Well, let's take a peek at it. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. So here's my second question. Have you ever said the oh, give thanks and absolutely didn't focus on any of the words because all you were doing is thinking about the food in front of your face? Guilty. Yeah, guilty. But we do that a lot, don't we? We'll read something and not even focus. So let's take a look at, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Because it's an amazing prayer. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. The Lord, the only, the creator, Yahweh, the great I am. For he is good. Did you notice what was on the marquee when you rolled into church this morning? What did it say? God is good. God is good. He is good. For his mercy endureth his mercy. He died for you and me, and we were undeserving. His mercy not only, not only did he die for us, he did it, and his mercy lasts forever. Now that's a pretty awesome prayer that we sometimes just fly through, don't we? Maybe next time you'll really think about it. So let's see how you were focusing when I was reading the psalm today. What number was the psalm? You can't answer. Weinrichs can't answer either. 148. Ding, ding, ding. So who can tell me what the theme was for 148? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, yeah. Praise the Lord is the psalm. Sometimes we just kind of daydream through that, don't we? We might be thinking about uh, fishing after church. You might be thinking right now, boy, I wish I would have put one more little squirt of creamer in my coffee. But if you're feeling guilty, you get a second chance today. We're going to walk through Psalm 148. Not all the verses, because we might be here all day. But the first six verses are about the heavens praising the Lord. Okay? And then the next six verses are about the earth praising the Lord. And then it finishes up with a very exciting verse 14, which we'll get to. So, let's dig in. Let's take a look at 148, verse 1. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him in the heavens. Praise him in the heights. So who or what in the heavens is praising God? Well, let's take a look at verse 2. Maybe we'll start getting some, some clues here. Praise him. Aha! All his angels. Praise him, all his hosts. Now, when I see praise him, all his angels, I go straight back to Luke chapter 2. And if you're not sure what Luke chapter 2 is, think of Charlie Brown Christmas and think of Linus coming out on stage with his blankie. That's Luke chapter 2. That's a Christmas story from Luke chapter 2. So the mighty angels are not afraid to praise him. Well, let's go back to Luke chapter 2. Let's get our pew Bibles out. We're going to read together the Christmas story. 857, if you're wondering. Okay. 857. We will begin at verse 8. And we'll finish at verse 14. Let's read together. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. What a glorious night! The most glorious night ever! So that's exactly what came in my brain. What a glorious night! And I typed it in, and then I thought, hmm, that's my favorite, that's my new favorite Christmas song. What a glorious night! So we get a chance to sing a Christmas song this morning. And this is just a short clip from What a Glorious Night from our virtual Christmas concert back in 2020. And feel free to sing along, clap along, because that's pretty good stuff. Let's go.
Christmas. Jesus Christ is born. What a glorious night indeed. So do you see how heaven and earth are linked together in Psalm 148? Heaven's angels have come to earth to praise and glorify our newborn king. A host of angels, by the way, which is an army of angels. Can you imagine being those shepherds? Wow, what a glorious night. That's Psalm 148, everyone and everything praising God. But let's go back to verse 2. Praise him, all his host. So what else praises God beside the host of angels? Well, let's find out in 3 and 4. Here we go. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all the shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Wow. Even the sun, even the moon, even the stars... Praise God. Well, how can that be? Because they do what they were created to do. The sun warms the earth. That's praising God. The moon controls the tides. And it also does a great job of shining really bright on a dark night when it's a full moon, and you can even catfish without a flashlight. And how about those amazing stars? What about that amazing universe? Well, how about our sermon song this morning? How great thou art. Well, it reminded us of our amazing creator, didn't it? I see the stars, I hear the mighty thunder, the power throughout the universe displays. Look at that. That's the same God that we're talking about in 148. And we can go to that universe picture. No, so what galaxy do we live in? Milky Way. Well, this is a picture, isn't that an amazing picture of the Milky Way galaxy from Earth? How can anyone ever convince us that there's not a creator? Because not only is that a most, an amazing picture, here are some facts about just one galaxy. The Milky Way galaxy has 100 billion planets, one galaxy. The Milky Way galaxy has 400 billion stars just in its galaxy. But it even gets better. We have observed with amazing telescopes two trillion galaxies. And we're talking about one galaxy? What an amazing God we have. I would say that the writer of How Great Thou Art got it right. Thy power throughout the universe displays. 
But that's the heavens. What about the earth? What about the earth? What about us? What is our purpose? Why should we praise God? And how do we praise God? Well, we're going to skip through quite a few verses, and we're going to go all the way to verse 11. Kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and maidens together, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His majesty is above the earth and heaven. His majesty is above the earth and heaven? Wow, there is no equal. He is majestic. He is the king of kings, and he is the Lord of lords. Praise the Lord. And finally, let's get to verse 14. Because here's the why, okay? Here's the why. He has raised up a horn for his people. Praise for all his saints, for the people of Israel who are near to him. Praise the Lord. He has raised up a horn for his people. Well, see, that word right there is the key to this message today. So if you're wondering, what, well, what does a horn have to do with why we should be praising God? Well, let's take a look at the biblical definition of horn and how it's used in Scripture. Symbol of strength or a conqueror. Or a conqueror. You see, this horn... This conqueror is why the angels were singing 2,000 years ago in that field, watching their flocks by night. Because this horn, this conqueror, is Jesus. They praised God because they knew that we needed to be redeemed. So why do we need to be redeemed? Because we're, we're sinful. We were born into sin. And no matter how hard we try, we keep sinning. How many times have you said to yourself, I'm not going to do that anymore? And then it happens again. So I'm reminded of Job when I hear the word redeemed. So you're probably going, okay, Job redeemed? How does that work? Job is the one who certainly didn't seem redeemed. He seemed almost cursed. And it wasn't almost, he was. Job, 2,000 years before Jesus, he lost his health, he lost his wealth, he lost his whole family. That's pretty tough. Except for his wife. And you know what his wife said? Curse God. And three of his friends. And you know what they said? Curse God. But you know what Job said? Let's go to Job chapter 19. This is what Job said after everything was taken away from him. He said, for I know... My Redeemer lives, 
and at the last he will stand upon the earth, and after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I shall see God. Now that is faith, brothers and sisters. Praising God not only during the good times, but also the hard times. That is something that Job knew. And that trumps both the good and the bad. He knew that his Redeemer lives 2,000 years before his Redeemer was even born. But how can we possibly praise God enough? How can we possibly be worthy? It isn't that much different than the sun, the moon, the stars. God just wants us to do what he created us to do, to praise him. But he also put works in front of us. The people of, of Ephesus, who Paul was ministering to during his missionary journeys, he wrote a letter to them because they were struggling with the same thing. And so this is what Paul told the people of Ephesus in chapter 2, verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So that's it. We're saved by good works, right? Of course not. We will never be able to do enough good works to be saved, to be redeemed. But I've got good news. Job's Redeemer is our Redeemer. He works his redeeming, his redeeming salvation, his redeeming love, his redeeming faith in all of our hearts through baptism. We just witnessed the saving grace of Jesus, Alex. And in the first service, we witnessed little Tipton being baptized and welcomed to the family of God. He already conquered sin, death, and the devil. That's our Redeemer. All we have to do is believe. That's it. Nothing else. Just believe. And when we believe, the good works will come. That he has prepared in advance for us. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will never perish but have eternal life. It doesn't say, and whoever does 10,000 works. It says, whoever believes in him. And see, that's what happens to our faith and our hearts when you gather together and we're in God's word together. Yes, our faith increases. And we, we are confident in our salvation through our Redeemer. So, let's praise our Redeemer, our Creator, our amazing God. As a result of the redemption in Jesus, we praise Him in our words, we praise him in our actions, by the songs that we sing, that the songs that we listen to, we proclaim, we witness. By praising and trusting in our Lord to save us as we call on him and his name in thanksgiving and prayer, 
We are redeemed that we may glorify and enjoy the perfections of our amazing God. So we're going to conclude our message this morning kind of the way we started. We're going to give thanks to God in the old give thanks, but we're going to say it with with zesto, not zesto, that's not a word. I must have ice cream on my brain. (laughs) And then we're going to sing the doxology. And the doxology is everything that's in Psalm 148. So let's pray first. We pray. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. That's praising God. Amen.